Network. Because you can handle the truth.
Tricky, tricky, tricky. There's no problems my end. My tech end is working okay. What's wrong? These are lost for 10 minutes. Uh, the Max Kaiser piece, and then come on to talk to me. If you play the Max Kaiser, first 12 minutes, okay? There's two parts to Max Kaiser. Okay. 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 As a report, so much to get to. World is just going crazy good, right? Hey, Stacy. Depends on who you ask. Here is a headline that kind of defines the perhaps China century upon us. China gave U.S. diplomats anal COVID tests. Wait, wait, what? What? I'll read the whole headline. Read it. China gave U.S. diplomats anal COVID tests in error, American officials say. So they were supposed in to. In error? <laughs> exactly. What's up? Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold the presses. Some ch Chinese officials gave an American an erroneous anal COVID test. Is that what I'm hearing? That's what I just said. So American diplomats in China received these COVID tests by Chinese uh, officials. And apparently, instead of putting it in their nose, they put the swab somewhere else. And I just felt like, you know, after, if you look at what's happened in America over the past few decades is, is humiliation, right, of the ordinary person, of the workers, of the deplorables, as Hillary called them. And you saw you know, 70,000 people die from overdose every year. That is part of this humiliation of having all their, you know, their entire livelihood, their entire culture destroyed in, in former, you know, Rust Belt America, uh, the former heartland of America, the manufacturing centers. So they've been humiliated. The American population has been humiliated for a long time. And because of that humiliation, of course, China's risen and as a huge superpower because of all the wealth creation that they do for the world. And now we have the, the diplomats are the last, like the last remnants of empire, right? And, and they're now being humiliated. That's one way I like to look at it. Shoot, I know there'd be fallout from that Abu Ghraib prison scandal from not too many years ago. But now we got our diplomats being anally probed over there in the Chinese territory. This is really escalating quickly. The humiliation factor is for sure. And I just saw that uh, documentary a series, uh, get, Getting Out of My Head. Uh, I forget the name of it as well, but it's Adam Curtis. Adam in the Curtis. United Can't get you out of my head. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he was talking about how China is still sore about the opium wars uh, from Britain during the 19th century and all the opiate overdoses and fentanyl and stuff. I mean, so the soft war is going on. They're not a hard war going on. There's no bullets. There's no bombs. But they're underneath. There's a soft war. It's not even a cold war. It's a soft, hard war. It's a soft, hot war. It's a lukewarm war right now between China and America. If the diplomats are being anally probed by quote-unquote mistake, that's a warm war. One could see it as a total honest mistake. But even if it is an honest mistake, it is still a parable of what... of. Of, of the entire century of the collapse of America, the collapse of empire, the humiliation. So it, it doesn't matter to me personally in my own journey of understanding the story whether or not it's a mistake. The fact is it's still fitting that these diplomats who oversee, you know, the, the, the deep state, the sort of permanent state, 
these um, the elite class that run have run this country into the ground, that ran America into the ground, that they should they should be humiliated like this. And I'm sure that there are loads of people in West Virginia, that there are loads of people in Ohio, there are loads of people in Idaho that are like laughing at this and thinking, well, now they know how it feels. What goes around comes around. Exactly. Wow, that's karmic. It's karma, and so I want to then turn to a story. Of course, you know. Remember back in 2000 when, when the, um, you know, at the end of the Clinton administration, they were uh, hoping to get China into WTO, and they got to compete. You know, they got to add tariffs, but the U.S. can't. And, and Joe Biden at that time, who was a senator, what he said was that, um, you know, to anybody who said, well, you know, China's going to eat our lunch. He said, China's going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, well, you know, cut to today. And here's a headline from, I guess it's called Cashin. And Dan Collins refers to it. China has 70% of the world's 5G base stations. Meanwhile, in the U.S., our oligopoly telecom providers continue to run commercials, gaslighting the public that they also have 5G. So the headline read from uh, Cashin says, West looks on as China dominates global 5G market. So no matter how much like sanctions we're applying to Huawei and the likes, no matter how many tariffs and 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 like arresting their executives, they're still apparently dominating because there was a building spree in particular in 2020 by the Chinese government putting up a whole bunch of 5G uh, stations all over uh, China. Right. Remember the space race kicked off when the Sputnik moment. This is similar, you know, China's now got, what, 70% of all the uh, land-based 5G towers and they're moving into 5G, and 5G is a quantum leap technologically and economically and allows for things that were almost inconceivable just a few years ago. And uh, the naivete on the part of the U.S. policymakers and the U.S. population that somehow China is still uh, somehow in a backwards country, uh, even though it's clear that... China is now firmly in the driver's seat, and is this is shaping up firmly to be the Chinese century. So uh, that message is slow to get. It's a slow boat. It's not a slow boat to China anymore. It's a slow boat to America. You know, that message is like taking the long way around. You know, it hasn't reached D.C. yet. It's still out there in the Pony Express or something. They're not, they're not getting the okay, message. Okay, we go to this so, break. I'll be back with Max Kaiser in a few minutes. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. 
and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Please view, like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stop Terrorism. Please contact us if you or anyone you know who wants to be on our show at thetruthpharmacy at gmail.com. Keep it real. Take the red pill. And we'll go back to that piece, Ken, on um, Max Kaiser to finish up his first part of his Max Kaiser piece, okay? He was about uh, seven, six minutes into it. Started at six minutes, anyway, that'll do. Out of the 12 and a half. Yeah, very, very difficult. <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know... As we pointed out, Stan Drucker-Miller has said he's going very, very short, the U.S. dollar, and going very long, China and the rest of Asia, because they, their economies have been open. They di didn't have to shut down, and therefore they didn't have to print a whole bunch of money. America went berserk. It jumped the shark. The Fed did jump the shark, you could say, in, in how much money it spent. And it, apparently it's going to continue to spend uh, trillions of dollars sent to Americans. They got 13% jump in income. But again, like, look at this. 
Uh, China's built 718,000 base stations for their cutting-edge communication technology, 5G. America spent a lot of money, sent, you know, printed a lot of money, sent it to people. Okay, their incomes went up by 13%. But China raced ahead because they're, they're not having to print money. They're building. You know, think of what we could have done with those trillions of dollars. Instead of everybody staying home, they could have been outdoors, where it's much safer with COVID, right? They could have built 5G space, uh, uh, base stations outside. They could have built grids, like the electric grid falling apart in California, falling apart in Texas, falling apart in New England. Like, we could have been out, sent people like in the 30s, sent them outside to do a New Deal sort of building. If you're going to give them trillions of dollars, like, why not build something? Like, we could have, and that would have all stayed domestically. Instead, we sent people trillions of dollars, as we said in the last episode, there was a 13% in increase in income. Well, it almost all went to China because we, we, everything is shut down here. So we bought stuff from China. We bought washing machines from China. We bought refrigerators made in China. We bought all that stuff made in China. And instead, we could have just poured it into building stuff here locally. Right. Well, what made the 20th century America century is that America had something to prove. Mm -hmm. It had kind of a chip on its shoulder. It was, had an inferiority complex compared to the European refined cultures. And so it really put the shoulder to the wheel and built this magnificent economy and had global influence. But by the 21st century, America's exhausted. It's just tired. And it doesn't have anything to prove anymore. But China, after being on the margins for so long, does have something to prove. And they do have the capacity, and they are putting shoulder to the wheel, and they are working it. Well, you need infra infrastructure to compete. The American elite don't feel like we need to compete because they, the American elite can exclusively print money. They can print money for themselves. And, well, we could also send in the Air Force wherever we want or the Navy or the Marines and just go take your stuff. We're allowed to. So, I mean, that's what they can do. But the ordinary person, they can't. So if we had built an infrastructure to compete, we're going to recognize that one day, probably too late, whenever the IMF shows up and tells us, OK, well, we'll give you a loan. We'll bail you out. <laughs> but you have to have a new Bretton Woods. We don't want the dollar anymore or whatever. Uh, we've already gone over that. But here's a story from, you know, from Texas. We saw that the grid went down the other week. Well, Texas's grid operator needs to come up with $1.3 billion to pay power plants for energy they supplied during last week's historic blackouts, raising the prospect it may require a state bailout. Everything requires a state bailout in America. Everything, everything, the education, all those student loans, the housing market, entire, almost all mortgages are underwritten by the, the taxpayer, the government, uh, student loans, um, the energy grid. <laughs> right. Like you know, when Great Britain lost their empire by the 1970s, they needed an IMF bailout. And you, the U.S. has given away their empire to China, and uh, it looks like they're on their path uh, to getting an IMF bailout in the next five years. And you know where you won't ever see a bailout? And that is in Bitcoin. And that's this final headline, because it's bringing back something that we recently talked about, which was Nigeria, where it's the second highest penetration of Bitcoin in the world after America. And almost entirely out of necessity, by the way, because they are entrepreneurial people by necessity, um, partly because it's a, it's a resource-rich country with a lot of oil. The elite don't need the people. They don't need to, the consent of the population. So the population needs to do it for themselves. So they trade. And there's a huge trade with Asia, Japan and China, import, importing stuff. 
So especially because of COVID, because of the lack of uh, dollar liquidity in the financial system, but also because of KYC AML laws, they're kind of cut off in the dollar, but they can't trade in their own Naira. Like somebody in Japan doesn't want a, a Nigerian Naira. They want dollars or they'll take Bitcoin. So now the FT is going after them. Ben Kaufman says of these two Financial Times headlines, these people will do anything to keep you poor and under control. Financial Times headline number one, Nigeria's inexperienced investors risk losing their meager savings, gambling on highly speculative assets such as cryptocurrencies. Financial Times number two, Bitcoin cannot replace the banks. Um, well, they have in Nigeria because Nigerians can't access the global financial system. That's how you, this is how imperial powers keep them poor, right? They're kept poor because they can't access the banking system. So they use the, the Bitcoin as a financial system through which they could trade with Japan, trade with China. Yeah, this is what I fear is happening to America. It's becoming like Britain, of course, Financial Times coming out of Britain. They have no power in Britain except to wag their finger. Mama, no, don't do it. Don't do it. That's the only power they have. It's not based on reason. It's not based on facts. It's not based on even on journalism. It's just finger-wabbing, former empire, you know, um, words that come to mind that I can't say, <laughs> unfortunately. But, you know, you know, wrapping up uh, re regarding this Nigeria story is, yes, there are scam cryptocurrencies, but there is only one Bitcoin. And Bitcoin, um, you know, they don't, they're referring to these other scam cryptocurrencies as well in this headline, but trying to lump Bitcoin in with it. But Bitcoin is not a scam. So these people are being saved through Bitcoin, able to trade where, whereby they wouldn't be able to trade at all. They would be like Americans sitting home during this lockdown, but they can't afford to because they can't print money. Like their government's not printing money and sending it to them, right? So they need to trade. They can't just stop. Poor British people have to use the British pound. Ha, 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 ha. It's a scam. Bank of England are crooks. <laughs> All right, well, don't go away. Much more coming your way after this. Okay, well, cut that there, yeah. Yep, the, uh, no, he referred very glibly there to 5G in China and didn't mention the horrors of 5G. I'm amazed at that. But... Um, just to put a story out there, the uh, <clears throat> I was saying to Dave, the uh, John McAfee is under arrest in Spain on a writ from the United States that he owes taxes, etc. And he's appealing for a lawyer that understands Bitcoin. Well, what he needs is Max Kaiser on that one and just a lawyer who understands financial terms. That's what's needed. But that appeal went out from his from McAfee's wife recently. But uh, they're, they're largely going after him on behalf of... Uh, of uh, Microsoft and people like that. <laughs> Again, like uh, Obama set the, the revenue on his enemies. Yeah? This is absolutely, again, multi-layered criminal syndicates absolutely attacking the American people and everyone else. That's for sure. The, uh, we're going to the other break. Um, and then we go after that to uh, again, part two of um, where they do deal with the Texas uh, the guest he has, financial guy, is start dealing with the scam of Texas electricity prices. Okay, okay, we go to this break, and we'll be back in a few minutes. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. 
Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry, we have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or Max Kaiser uh, piece there. Part two is his guest. Uh, there's just a tiny bump break on his thing. It's not ads, and it goes straight into his financial guest who discusses the Texas energy scam of pricing, etc. So that should be of interest to our Texas viewer, listeners. Okay, in part two, he introduces his guest. The same. Yeah, the same one. You open it up again at Max Kaiser, and there's part one and part two. On that, the hold. Well, is it no, just my Well, we just pick up way where you left off. That'll do. It's uh, it's twenty five in. I'm Frank of England okay. or Crooks. <laughs> All right. Well, don't go away. Much more coming away after this. Welcome back to the Kaiser Report. I'm Max Kaiser. Time now to go to Tyson Slocum. He runs the Public Citizens Energy Program in Washington. Tyson, welcome back. Always great to be here, Max. So what a start to the year. Uh, first of all, what went wrong for the energy grid in Texas? Well, the problem is, is that none of the power generators or the gas infrastructure had any requirements to winterize their uh, equipment and infrastructure from prolonged exposure to cold weather. So when temperatures dropped and stayed there just after Valentine's Day, uh, gas couldn't get out of the wellhead. It couldn't move through pipelines. Gas-powered power plants couldn't uh, uh, get the gas, and even some wind turbines uh, uh, froze up. And that's because the Texas market, which is largely not uh, subject to federal oversight, it's totally within the jurisdiction of the state of Texas, relies entirely on market forces to incentivize energy companies and power plant behavior. And this complete failure to have any sort of regulations or mandates tied with reliability is the cause for the uh, energy crisis that Texans experienced. Uh, last time we had John, there was a big crisis in the energy market in California uh, a year or two ago. And how does this differ? It's pretty different. I mean, they're both uh, tied to extreme weather events. 
they both involve uh, private grid operators, the California Independent System Operator in California and ERCOT, the Independent System Operator in Texas. But the, the difference here is that in the Texas case, uh, it relies exclusively on price signals to incentivize generators to be available in times of need. Whereas in California, there are must run rules uh, and so forth. The, uh, the prolonged heat in California spiked energy use uh, beyond what uh, was available uh, to generate in the state. In Texas, demand also spiked uh, as people needed to heat their homes to stay warm and it exceeded available generation capacity because so much of the power plants were thrown offline because of their failure to winterize. The Wall Street Journal recently did a uh, study. Apparently, Texans paid $28 billion more for energy, and uh, it has to do with the fact of what you're talking about here, that it relies on price signals and private uh, energy um, suppliers and, you know, uh, I'm old enough to remember when the energy suppliers, energy market, were referred to as utilities. We had <laughs> basic utility providers. And the idea was, well, you know, the energy grid is something that we just want to keep up. We don't want to expose it to the vagaries of market forces, actually. It's a utility. Uh, but over the years, we've now privatized it all, and it's all gone hyper-financialized. And clearly in Texas is what, what I'm hearing here, what, you, what we're seeing, is that they ended up paying more for energy, uh, Tyson. You're absolutely right. Uh, as you said, $28 billion more. Uh, and what you're talking about is that, you know, for a century, utilities had a legal obligation to keep the lights on and serve their uh, customers. And in many states like Texas, they've replaced that with allowing the market to try and uh, uh, serve customers. And clearly, customers are getting ripped off and it's not uh, uh, leading to reliability. One of the most notorious uh, uh, competitive retail suppliers is a company called Gritty. And Texas was the only state in the whole country that allowed a company like Gritty to offer retail product to households that would tether their utility bill to what was going on in real time in the wholesale market. And the problem in Texas is Texas relies on insanely high price signals in the wholesale market as an incentive to try and get generators to supply the market. So they allow prices as high as $9,000 a megawatt hour. In comparison, the average typical price on a normal day is about $20 a megawatt hour. So $9,000 a megawatt hour is very high. And the problem is, is that you had thousands of households that had a contract with Gritty that exposed them to these $9,000 a megawatt hour prices. So folks were getting their charges on their credit cards for $10,000, $15,000 for a day's use of electricity. So. The, the problem here is that, you know, a Goldman Sachs energy trader in Houston wouldn't allow his mother to sign up to a contract like that because the risk reward uh, ratio is so totally out of whack. The 
Texas should not have allowed these types of predatory products to be marketed and sold to households. So again, Texas, the, the real lesson here is when you allow the free market to make uh, all the decisions about reliability and prices for an essential service like electricity, you're going to get the disaster that we saw just after Valentine's Day in Texas. Right. Well, Matt Taibbi has written extensively on the derivatives that are sold by Wall Street to various municipalities, various countries, uh, with the direct uh, purpose of defrauding those countries and those municipalities. And so it happened in Texas. I mean, the Texans have been defrauded out of billions right. and billions of dollars. And, and you just saw where a very large electric cooperative, which is a not-for-profit, typically rural electric cooperative, just declared bankruptcy because they've got like a $2 billion uh, bill from their exposure to the wholesale market. Uh, the city of Denton, Texas, which is a municipally owned utility, is, uh, is on the brink of bankruptcy because it's got uh, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, in, um, in electricity bills that it can't uh, pay for. So this is, uh, this is a complete disaster. The, the, the chairwoman of the uh, Texas Public Utility Commission just resigned after her disastrous uh, testimony before the Texas uh, legislature, where uh, she said, oh, we didn't have uh, the regulatory ability to order utilities uh, and power generators to winterize. And then lawmakers pointed her to the section of the code that explicitly gave her that authority. And she goes, well, maybe I did have that authority. So you've got this sort of incompetent, governance style of, of folks that have bought into this rhetoric that the free market needs to decide everything, that regulators are no longer regulating, right? They're just sitting in a seat allowing market participants uh, uh, to do what they want, and people suffer. I mean, people die, right? We're not just talking about uh, bankruptcies here. We're not just talking about huge uh, power bills. We're talking about people died from their lack of access to reliable, affordable electricity. You know, one of the reasons I like having you on is that uh, we, we, you know, you're definitely in Washington and and you're and you're pro government, and I'm come through Wall Street and I'm pro market. But where we kind of overlap is this idea of price signals. So you you take on price signals and I take on price signals, and we do have a thing called a government. It does exist. It is paid for through our taxes. And I'm just sitting here wondering why pay taxes if, in fact, we let a utility in Texas gouge and defraud the population. And you know, Tyson, this is going to end up in just another bailout paid for by, guess who? My taxes. So this is the worst of all possible scenarios. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, we've we've talk. turned essential services into a casino where a couple of uh, aggressive uh, financial and energy companies are able to exploit uh, these types of situations and make enormous amounts of money. For example, there's this Australian financial conglomerate called Macquarie that actually owns this retail provider, Gritty, but they also own a network of gas pipelines in Texas that, that hook up natural gas production uh, and serve power plants through much of uh, ERCOT's uh, uh, territory. 
This company just recently boasted that they earned $215 million off the Texas crisis through their financial trading, probably based upon their knowledge and operation of this key natural gas pipeline. And so they were able to have an insider's peak. I get it. And those who are pro-capitalism will say, well, it's great because we love companies making money. But what will happen with the utility, because it's an essential service, is that it'll end up getting a government bailout, which means I got to pay more taxes. So it's not capitalism. It's it's larceny, uh, glorified larceny uh, taken public on the various exchanges and supported by kleptocrats. Now, is there anywhere in the world, Tyson, that um, you could point to and say, you know, they're doing it right. There's aspects of energy markets that are very productive. Uh, and, and the best case is, is what's been going on with renewables. As large-scale renewables that aren't freezing up because they failed to winterize, large-scale renewables are the least cost energy option in most markets. And if you've got a, a properly run market uh, you're able to rely on those price signals to dispatch the least cost resource, and those savings will result in lower prices. That is the model that works some of the time in some of the other markets. Some of the time in Texas, it also has delivered uh, uh, good results for folks. The problem here is that Texas relied on the market for reliability. And that's where it clearly failed, where the whole Texas model said, well, we'll just allow an entity to charge up to $9,000 a megawatt hour. And that is so insanely profitable that that will provide all the financial incentive we need to ensure that we'll have ample supplies of generation. And what that approach failed to recognize was that there was no financial incentive for these uh, generators or pipeline operators to prepare for uh, uh, winter conditions. And so just a colossal failure. You, if, if you're gonna have a market system in energy, it has to be supplemented with significant regulatory oversight and regulatory mandates and protections. Texas featured none of those protections. So it was all risk. Uh, and not enough reward for, for consumers. Glad to have you back on. And it seems like you'll be coming on more frequently because we're anticipating more energy grid failures. Tyson, thanks for being on the Kaiser Report. Always my pleasure. All right. Okay, okay. Well, that was sharp and to the point. And Texans will absorb every word of that report, etc. But uh, again, criminality, the Enron thing, started all this way back <laughs> market forces which reagan and thatcher embraced like it was uh, you know the promised land market forces without regulation is cannibalism absolutely cannibalism economic cannibalism etc etc and uh, like getting rid of the glass steagall act that was uh, bill clinton's contribution to market forces and i'm sure he was heavily backhanded and uh, larry summers and co who organized that, absolutely shocking, and nothing done about it, and nothing from the public either. I mean, you could say America died 25 years ago. It's just run by criminal, multi-layered criminal syndicates. A phrase for it, that's it. I'm not going to add new phrases, but uh, 
that's where we are, etc., etc. But the 5G situation, that is marching on under the cover of COVID. And one article here from early in the month uh, by B.N. Frank of Activist Post, he's an outstanding writer. Free online classes identifying 5G transmitters, radiation frequencies, and how how it works with Internet of Things, etc. It's like idiots who are smart anything in their house. If you're smart anything in your house, you're being listened to, you're being intercepted, you're being spied on, and you're being ripped off. Do you need anything more? I've written an article on this for people. Uh, the the uh, the big smart meter scam. But this article runs as follows: Cities and entire countries are taking uh, taking action to ban, delay, halt, and limit 5G installations, as well as issue uh, moratoriums on its installation due to health, safety, and um, adjusting the computer here. Um, due to health, safety, and um, let me just do this first. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'll do it, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, due to health, safety, environmental, and economic risks, the majority of scientists worldwide oppose its deployment. A petition to boycott 5G phones has been endorsed by doctors, scientists, and telecom whistleblowers as well. Um, I haven't seen that here in Britain yet. I mean, they're all mute here. Um, since 2018, there have been reports of people and animals experiencing symptoms of illness after it has been installed. Um, in various places, of course, other sources of wireless emit harmful radiation too. In 2019, the World Health Organization warned that high levels of electromagnetic exposure could lead to health issues in a significant portion of the population. Uh, got pets, it says that exposure can affect them. Uh, two, unfortunately, 5G continues to be installed where it hasn't been banned or delayed and in lockstep with it is high-powered LED street lighting, this arc lighting that's horrendously ghostly white, high-powered arc lighting. I've read out many times the story of Sheffield in England and uh, in Newcastle. Uh, um, the 800 children in the hospital in Sheffield, in a children's hospital, 800 with shocking sleep disorders and nosebleed, and that's coming from the high-powered LED lighting. And the medical profession have the bare-faced cheek to lie, bare-faced liars anyway, working for a big pharma, that it's, uh, that it's Kawasaki's disease. No, it is not. It is a high-powered LED lighting, which is horrendously dangerous. And LED lighting is, is affects your eyesight and eventually turn you blind. And people driving and truckers driving through the night, unless they're wearing protective glasses, their eyesight is going down. And that's absolute fact. I'll read out the relevant article next week. This is stuff I'm working on here at the, at the moment. Shocking. Anyway, we'll finish this article after the break.
Are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Coming back in for the break, uh, just a story here in this uh, small section up to the top of the hour. Amazon quietly quietly banning conservative patriotic books by claiming they contain hate speech. I mean, this is the perversion of language by this disgusting entity, Bezos. And Amazon's turnover went up 51% in the year of the lockdown, 2020. 51%, right? And their, their turnover in Britain is £19.4 billion and they pay tax of six million. That's about one thousand to one percent of way, 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 tiny, tiny. It's a joke, an absolute joke. And the the tax incentives that Rishi Sunak issued in the budget, which is giving people or companies, I think, one hundred and fifty percent for of what they spend on new equipment, etc. So they have a hundred and fifty percent tax write off on it. So I mean, uh, next year, Amazon could pay no tax whatsoever here. And he was supposed to introduce an internet tax, which he's slunk away from. But of course, he's ex Goldman Sachs, right? So that's that's what's what we're dealing with. Um, the truth that some may find uncomfortable is an inconvenient, inconvenient or still truths. But if if you are an all powerful uh, big tech oligarch like uh, Amazon, it gets worse. As such, Amazon the E. Uh, e retailer, internet retailer that actually began as a bookseller is now banning books just like the Nazis and the Soviet Union. They've been doing that for 10 years, so I'm putting them out of stock 400 times a day. Uh, if they contain truths and information, the online company arbitrarily calls hate speech. Now, the truth is hate speech, according to Amazon and YouTube, etc., and, and Twitter and Facebook. Amazon has adopted a rule against books that contain anything company labels as hate speech. It appears there was no announcement of the new rule. It was only noticed by media after an online retailer recently banned a book that criticized transgender ideology. It isn't clear that Amazon me means by hate speech, well, it is very clear, or even if it used to label uses that label to drop that particular book. In, a, in general parlance, Amazon holds widely diversing views of what constitutes hate speech. A 2017 Cato poll found some tech platforms describe it as speech that disparages 
people based on characteristics such as race, gender, sexual proclivities. <laughs> but insider evidence indicates the companies aren't clear on where to draw the line. Uh, well, this is a bit, bit, bit pedantic. This article. I'm just, I'm basically going around it this way. J.D. Hayes, you're a bit off the mark here, my man. Um, but insider evidence indicates the companies aren't clear on where to draw the line, particularly to redraw them. They're not clear. They're doing it on a bigoted, ignorant basis. They know exactly what they're doing, and at least in some instances, ignore violations when politically convenient. As a bookseller, we provide our. This is quoting Amazon. We provide our customers with access to a variety of viewpoints including books that some customers may find objectionable. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, they like pro-abortion, which they're all for in Amazon. The company said its statement to the, in a statement to the Epoch Times, they said, we reserve the right to not to sell certain content as described in our content guidelines for books, which you can find here. <laughs> yeah, no one be bothered reading it. All retailers make decisions about what selecting they sh choose to offer. Um, I would like this definition of Facebook and Amazon. Are they a provider of goods or are they, uh, are they a publisher and an editor? Well, they're trying to be all three in Amazon. What a load of BS. Every single time left-wing companies, politicians, are entity bans something they disagree with politically or culturally, they do so while claiming to support diversity. You know, that's a cover mechanism. How is, it, how is killing diversity supporting diversity? Only George Orwell can make a sense of any kind of this kind of thinking and what's more the epoch times pointed out the change came in august 20 and was made without e, e the e retailer telling its customers uh, so not only is amazon less diverse they aren't even transparent either and that's the bleeding obvious um you remember what's going on he's long-term writer jda he must be drinking when he's writing this the change of her i'm just writing highlighting it for what it is the change of her occurred prior to february 24th Okay, we go to the top of the hour break, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. 
This is R.B.